Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. So I got through that. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Not nearly as much slurring. That's That's the the first first time. time. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That's because uh, Michelle picked these... Did I pick them? You did. I don't think I picked them. I thought you picked them. No. What are you talking about? Well, they're fucking fish bowls. Oh, and... because you bought these glasses that are fish oh. bowls. <laughs> we're like, we're going to make them. Yeah. Turns out they're strong as fuck. And yeah. I have drank maybe half of mine yeah. and can feel it pretty hard. What's in it? Okay, well, that's an excellent question, <laughs> yeah, Caitlin. It is. I know there's nerds on the bottom yeah. and little fish to make it look like a fish bowl. Uh-huh. The actual alcohol, here we go. Vodka. Yes. One part vodka, one part uh, blue vodka. Well, no, okay, blue raspberry vodka, but we got blue raspberry vodka, but it was not blue. No. So it turns out, I guess the stuff we were supposed to get was supposed to be blue. Right. So we have clear fish bowls. Okay. Vodka, blue raspberry vodka, mm-hmm. peach schnapps. Yes. There's one, oh, coconut rum, mm-hmm. and 7-Up. Yep. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, you did. And now it looks like murky polluted water that's probably more accurate yeah we'll post that too because that's too funny yeah it's pretty nasty looking but and it looks like all the fish are dead at the bottom oh this is the saddest looking drink ever it is but the nerds at the bottom are delightful it is and it's swedish fish not just fish good point Kayla. yeah <laughs> gross we didn't put uh, dead fish in our drinks no so uh it is a Episode 38. Is it really? Yeah, it is. OMG. We'll have and to do something special for maybe for 50. Yeah, I was going to say 40, but no. that's only two away, and that feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's Nick and mine anniversary today <gasps> when it's posted. Aww. Eight years. Oh, my gosh. Aww. So cute. So that's long. exciting. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Joel and so, I have not been together for eight years. No. Actually, we'll have five years coming up. That's good. Here. In a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little ways yet, but not that long. It's exciting. So, yeah. Very cool. Anniversaries are great. Yeah. Polluted water fish bowls yeah. are also great. great. It's just good times. It is good times all over. So, this is sort of a beach-themed episode yeah. on accident, maybe? Yeah, it was on accident. So, but I like it. Yeah. Beach, sea, whatever. We'll get there. Yeah. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Should I just jump on in? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Woohoo. All right. This story is about Kelly Heron. Heron. Yep. Kelly Heron. Yes. Okay. It is uh, March 2017. Wow. Okay. We got a recent one. It's pre recent. Mine's not. Okay. A well, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's my story, Michelle. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, it's, she's 36 years old. Okay. And she is training... Hang on. I'm sorry. What was her name again? Kelly. Oh it was like two seconds ago. I know. Kelly, 36, March 2017. Got it. Okay. And she is training for her first marathon. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so she's so, miserable. <laughs> pretty much. Because her training, today she was going to run 10 miles. Okay. 
And so she is going to run at Golden Gardens Park in Seattle. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah. So she began her run about 1 p.m. And it was middle of the day. Yeah. Okay. Middle of the day. It was kind of a cold, like, drizzy. How Seattle is 100% of the time. Yeah, exactly. So she bundled up and head on out. All right. Okay. So she is four miles into her run. Four of ten. Right. Okay. So she's almost halfway there. And when she reaches the beach, then she knows she's kind of halfway there. Okay. So she stops at the public restroom that they have there on the beach. So she uses the restroom and she's drying her hands and she feels a chill up her spine. She turns around and she sees a man. And then... As they're staring at each other, the smell hits her. What? Like, he smells bad. Oh, dear. So... So, are we talking about maybe a homeless man? It is a homeless man, yes. Okay. I'm then, sorry I jumped to that homeless people, but I apologize. But, yeah, yeah. It was a little stereo. It, no, it's, it's true, though. It was mm. true. So... Um, and then, all of a sudden, he lunges at Kelly. Oh, God. And he knocks her right on her knees and her legs, and she gets to the ground. So now they're fighting on the ground. Oh my god, just pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. Kelly tries to throw elbows, but did not do any damage to him. Mm. Then she started to remember her self-defense training she took three weeks earlier. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That was timely. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> Good job, Kelly. So fighting back and um, making noise was what she learned to like mm. deter attackers. You know, if you're loud and you're persistent and you fight back, they'd be like, it's not worth it and go away. Yeah, I've heard that. You yeah. just gotta keep fighting and keep screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came out of her mouth was, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> not today, Isis. Not today. <laughs> That's what Joel always says. Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah. So with her keep repeating that and fighting back, she started clawing at his face and gained confidence when she saw blood starting coming down his face. Oh, gosh. She was able to escape into a stall and try to close it with her, with the... Like with she, her legs? Yeah, she tried to close it. And... Yeah, well, she fell on her back and she tried to close the stall with her feet, but was unable and he got back on top of her. Oh. He then began hitting her in the face. Oh. Another thing she remembered in class was, you don't have to have the perfect punch, just hard bone to soft places. Oh, okay. We're learning all kinds of good I know, right? survival techniques here. So I um, I took self-defense classes too, and they said, if you're going to make a mistake, just make a violent mistake. Like a hard mistake. Mm. Either just like punching or just, just make just it hard. and headbutting yeah, or mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. As she was taking blows to the face, she was using her forearm to hit him in the side of the head. Okay. So, I'm trying to imagine how that would go. Yeah. Just so, anything. Anything, yeah. She was beginning to lose consciousness. But with one last bolt of adrenaline, Kelly was able to slide out from under him and under the stall and run outside. Oh my goodness. She ran out the door and a passerby had a carabiner. Oh, okay. Yes. Nailed it. Thank carabiner. You. Carabiner. I know exactly what that is. Good. Uh, for the audience who doesn't know what yes, that is, please tell. it's a little round clip mm-hmm. that like mountain climbers use mm-hmm. and stuff. Hot tip. Yeah. Uh, you can attach one of those to your purse and like attach water bottles and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you can carry those around in Disneyland. Oh. I did that. That's smart. <laughs> okay. Fucking, 
Brita yeah. like water bottles with the you know the filtration yeah, yeah. in them, and I carried those That's on smart. a carabiner. <laughs> So they used the carabiner to lock the attacker into the bathroom until the police were called in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's locked inside. Good job. So when the police came, the attacker came out without any fight. He was bruised and bleeding still. Yeah, I would hope so. I hope he has gouges all over his fucking face. The man was Gary Steiner, a 40-year-old sex offender from Arizona. Mm. Kelly... In shock still, told the paramedics that she could just run to the hospital because she had about six more miles left in her <laughs> run. Oh, my God. I'm just going to finish my run right. real quick. Oh, I love her. Kelly, uh, you're the best. <laughs> but they convinced her not to. And yeah, good. Uh, at the hospital, she had to get stitches on her face for how much he was hitting her in the oh face. Oh, my gosh. It was right above her brow. She must she have needed. been in shock. Did you oh, say that? Yeah, she was shocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> she had bruises all over her body and had a lower back injury. Her self-defense knowledge was what helped her fight back physically, but also credits her running to help her with her mental strength. Hmm. While running, you hit, like, a wall, pretty much. And you feel done and you feel weak and you just want to quit. But she, she compared on. it to a, um, a pivotal moment during the race when you can either give up or keep running. So it's like, I'm weak. I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep on going. I have to say, I was the opposite in <laughs> my marathon training. I was like, right. well, I'm giving up now. Right. And we're done. And never ran again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, it's true. When you run that far, like that long, you have to have some type of mental strength. Because, yeah, I probably couldn't well do and that. i hear like especially for marathons like around mile 20 mm -hmm. or something i think it's around 20 that your body just essentially starts to give up right. and you really have to just have the mental right. wherewithal is that the right word i don't know sure probably not but that's okay to just keep on rolling yeah she said like mile 11 but i, don't, I mean okay, okay. Kelly, i don't I see <laughs> all right i don't know <laughs> Anyways, Gary was arrested. <laughs> he was arrested and faced charges of attempted rape in the second degree and second degree assault. Kelly posted her story on Instagram with a picture of the bathroom, her face, and a screenshot of her GPS tracker, and it went viral. Oh. Mm-hmm. She shared her story on Instagram because she was frustrated on how it was reported on earlier. The headline said, Woman attacked in bathroom, punched seven times, and escapes. The point of her story was not just that she survived, but how she survived. Mm. She learned how to save her own life and was not just lucky, as mm. people kept saying that she was. No, she fucking kicked his ass. Right. Good job. She Ripped his face open, pretty much. Yeah. All right. She states, You have to give yourself a fighting chance by arming yourself with a knowledge of self-defense. People said that she was a badass and so strong, but she didn't feel that way. Kelly fell into depression and was dealing with PTSD. Oh, I would too. God. Oh, yeah. It's oh, terrifying. I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine either. Uh, she cut her hours back at work. She went to therapy. She did have a good support system, but still felt so much anger at Gary and couldn't focus on anything else. She just wanted to fucking murder him. Yeah, That's pretty what it much. sounds like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She continued to train 
for her marathon, but she actually got an injury, which forced Kelly to take a break and focus on self-care, and that's exactly what she needed to do. Aww. Sometimes. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I feel like this is going to get a little philosophical. Mm-hmm. But when you have an injury or a major illness or something, that's a time when your soul is trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, I can see that. You know, to listen. And she probably, that fracture, wait, was it a fracture? No. She what just had it? an injury. I don't know. Her injury yeah. was probably the best thing for her. Yeah. Because she needed to take that time for herself. Yeah. No, exactly. more healing. And mm-hmm. anyway. When I had the shingles in January, I had to just <laughs> sell the thing. Ca- I had to sell the couch and like I do nothing. Do nothing, which was actually kind of what I what I needed. So I no, I so. can see that poor thing. God, your whole face was so swollen. It I'm was so sorry. Bad. I have scarring on my face, but luckily it's not too bad. But no, still, you can't even see it hardly. Good. Because it's oh. going to be there forever. <laughs> it could have been worse, but I was still upset about it. Anyways. so Back to Kelly. Back to Kelly. So um, she actually completed a later race, a marathon, in Chicago in 2017 with her mom. Oh. Yeah. So that was very sweet. March 2018, so a year... Kelly appeared in court to give a victim impact statement while looking at her attacker right in the face. Oh, gosh. She said that she was. It was healing for her hmm. to do that. Just give him the what for right yeah, in court, pretty much. And Gary had assault record against multiple women dating back to the 1990s. So that asshole should be in jail forever. Yeah, that's what I hope. He was sentenced to three years in prison. Oh, God, in... <laughs> fuck you, justice system. So and then, but this kind of sentence was. A parole board would determine every three years if he should remain in jail or be released. Okay, okay. So he got three years, yeah. but at the three years, he has to go in front of a board yeah. and they decide whether he should do another three years? Yes. I've never heard of such a thing. I know, right? Isn't that interesting? Kelly planned on coming every three years to testify, saying that he should not get Fuck out. Fuck you right to his stupid face. That's yeah. what she's saying. But only after a short while, Kelly received an email that Gary died in prison. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Finally! One of these motherfuckers dies in prison! Huzzah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My God. I have goosebumps. I'm all excited. It's, uh, yeah. Kelly doesn't know how he died, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I mean, we got a little too enthusiastic. <laughs> Okay. Kelly doesn't know how he died, but she says now women in Seattle can feel a little safer when they go out. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Right? You motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck you, Gary. Ugh. So, now, Kelly started her own business called Not Today. Which Not is, Today. Yes. The other one I like is Not Today, Satan. That's the other one we say. Who's not Today, from? ISIS, and oh. Not Today, Satan. Yeah. They're fun to say. <laughs> she now co-teaches corporate self-defense workshops for both runners and for general city society. All right. Uh, these are the same classes that she took, and the trainer that she took them with is the same person she co-coaches with. So she kind of recruited him and like, hey, you know, All right. come do this with me. So this is the same trainer that she learned everything from. So now they do it together. Awesome. 
So in 2019, Kelly was working on her running coach certification and is still pursuing her running goals. Hmm. And she even has her own website. It's nottoday.run. Hashtag not today. (laughs) So check out her website. And um, there's a lot of information about herself and about the classes. And she really turned the situation around. She did. And she fucking was a baller with self-defense. Hashtag not today. Hashtag not today. I'm going to be fucking saying that shit. All the time. All the time. You just wait. Yeah. No, those classes really, you know, you think it's kind of intimidating, but once something happens, it kind of just kicks in. Yeah. And you kind of remember what is told. Yeah, I've heard that. Like a lot of just, and that's what you, that's the point where you want to get to is where you're not even thinking about it. Your body is just reacting on pure muscle memory. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kick it ass. Yeah. Especially getting confident with it. Like, I mean, I never know what's going to happen. What I would do in a situation, I'm not sure because I've never been in that situation, I know, so I can't I like say. To think what I would yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Girl, you would lose your shit with a baseball bat <laughs> on that motherfucker. That is exactly right. what would happen. But yay, Kelly! Good for you, girl. <laughs> Fucking kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. I was hoping to get a nerd in the middle of your talk. Oh yeah. Did you? No. Uh, Little small one. Yeah, small one. Well, your story. Yours is about. Well, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, please don't. Sorry. Ours kind of correlated, you know, beach themed. Indeed. A little bit. Yeah. So that's exciting. All All right. right. Mm All right. Okay. So this story is about Douglas Robertson. Okay. Which I thought was Robinson for the good portion of this story. And I was like, is this where Swiss Family Robinson came from? No, it's not. So... What is his name again? It's Robertson. Oh, Robertson. Okay. Here's a difference, I think. Douglas Robertson was uh, 18 and living in Falmouth, England. And I apologize Hmm. if I screwed that up. I probably did. Okay. We're overseas. Yeah. So it's off the southern coast of Cornwall. We are in 1971. Okay. So it is a little older story. Yeah, a little bit older. 70s, like myself. So it's obviously going to be kick-ass. So... Okay, so the Robertson family was kind of down on their luck. Oh, They had a family farm, and they were struggling to pay their bills, and they were facing bankruptcy. Oh, wow. So, Dad Robertson, mm-hmm. what's his name? Dougal, 47 at the time. His uh, first name is Dougal? Dougal. Okay. Dougal Robertson. Interesting. Douglas is his name. So, we... Oh, okay. Douglas is his son's name. So, okay. Dougal is dad, Douglas okay. is son. Interesting. So. Thank you. Okay. No problem. So they, uh, Dougal, dad Robertson, okay. rolls on home and pretty much announces that he's selling the family farm, <gasps> they're going to buy a boat, and they're going to sail around the world. Oh, shit. That is the solution to his bankruptcy problems. I, and yeah. pretty okay. much like he'd already done it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. He yeah. He announces it. So he buys a boat called the Lucette, a 43-foot schooner, which I don't really know what that means, other than it kind of looks like a sailboat slash yacht. Oh, okay. So I looked at a picture of it. Nice. Dad had a lot of experience, or some experience, I should say, with big boats, like large naval vessels, but not small vessels, like okay. Lucette. I see. But they all, because they have no farm anymore... I'll gather aboard and head off on the adventure of a lifetime. 
Okay. So at this point, we have Dougal, dad. Uh, mom is named Lynn. Okay. Douglas, sister Anne, she's 19. Okay. Douglas is 18. Okay. Uh, and twins, Neil and Sandy, who are both 12. Wow. A couple of okay. boys. Um, ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to be clear that Sandy's a boy. Oh, okay. I don't know if it matters and has no bearing Two boys. On okay, yeah, no, no. Two boys. Two twin boys, Neil okay. and Sandy, 12 years old. Cute. So they all get in and they pretty much immediately sw- sail into a storm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so they all got a lot of sailing experience really quickly. Yeah, I bet. So they made it through that all as well and they end up sailing for a year. So they go to the Caribbean, they go to Jamaica, oh, wow. they go stay on the Galapagos Islands for three weeks, even though I didn't think any humans could set foot on there, but apparently that's not true My at cousin all. just went to the Galapagos. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. I didn't think people were allowed to go there. Oh, no. I guess, I mean, she Well, did. that's what I learned in seventh grade, and I guess that's not true. So they sailed around for a year. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. I, I don't think the plan... I don't think they ever plan to go back. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, so their life is just on sea now. Yeah. Okay. That's what the plan is. All right. So after a year at sea and they were 200 miles away from any land, disaster struck. Oh, no. So a pod of killer whales. Oh. Uh, no. Oh. Came around and apparently thought their boat was another whale and just started ramming really? the boat. Yeah. They were totally attacking it. And uh, he described it as it was like a hammer, sledgehammer is just coming at the boat. So the boat was taken (gasps) all kinds of fucking damage. So uh, he said there was water everywhere. The boat was beginning to sink and Douglas was terrified. It's just like the movie Orca. Oh, I've not seen that. Oh, you haven't seen that? Is that exactly what happened? No. Well, I mean, uh, so it was a guy... He killed the mom and baby orca, and dad orca was pissed. Mm. And so this this orca was just after this dude. He did he destroyed his life, which is good job orca. I know it feels justified, right? Yeah. So you ever seen orca side? No, I've never even heard of it. Really? It's in the eighties. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Sorry, real quick. I probably would have been devastated and lost my fucking mind as a child. Nineteen seventy seven. Oh, on my birthday. Yeah, birthday year. Okay, sorry. So, don't kill orcas. Don't kill orcas. Yeah. They didn't. Right. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, but just They were just boat. being killed by the orcas. I see, okay. So, everything is in total chaos. Uh, all he could hear was his dad yelling, abandon ship. Oh, whoa. And him, being the fucking little teenager he was, was like, <laughs> where to? We're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> it's probably not exactly how it went, but that's but, how yeah. I imagined it in my head. Little I sass. Like, you little motherfucker. Would you just listen to me for one time? Oh, my God. So his dad shouted, overboard, man. Get in the raft. Oh, So okay. the whole family gets into this little 10-foot fiberglass life raft. Okay. The mom, though, is freaking stuck on the rigging on the yacht as it's, like, sinking down. <gasps> oh, no. And there's a hole in the life raft. So Douglas, our uh-huh. 18-year-old, actually probably 19 because they've been a year at sea, has to get into the water to try to repair the hole in the life raft. Oh, whoa. So mom's stuck on the yacht uh-huh. as it's sinking 
Everyone else is in the life raft. He's in the water trying to fix the hole. And all the while, these orcas are still slamming oh my on gosh. that dam. He was like, it was the most terrifying thing ever. So um, they get the mom free. Thank goodness. Get her aboard. Mm-hmm. And then two minutes later, the orcas are gone. And all is quiet. The boat. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there watching their boat sink. Sink. And so, wow. Could you even fucking imagine? No. So that's your see. life. That was your yeah. life. <laughs> Everything you yeah. have is pretty much on that boat. Wow. And they're again two hundred miles away from Ugh. anything. So where do you know where they're headed, or they were just going? Yeah, good, good question, oh, Caitlin. It's coming. Oh, okay. No. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. So sorry. for the first two days, they were in complete shock. I bet. All they they were just like probably still looking at the spot where their boat was gone mm-hmm. and just wondering how they were going to die. Are we going to drown or are we going to starve to right. death? And I would like to opt, uh, offer up a third option. Yes. They probably could have also been eaten by sharks. Oh, I'm just going to say that I mean, as well. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. You don't know Let's what's in creative. the ocean. Oh, I shit. mean, <laughs> So they had enough water for 10 days plus a little bit of food and some sweets and someone had grabbed a bag of onions. Oh. So they had some onions, some water, and some sweets. Okay. So they weren't completely destitute. Yeah. But pretty much. Right. So his dad, being apparently the, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, bringing everyone together to make oh. them feel good, uh-huh. said, we're 200 miles off Cape Espinosa, which is off of Mexico. Okay. Because I just looked it up. Nice. We've got 2,700 miles ahead to get to the Maldives. We're never going to make it. Oh, <laughs> so, great. Just bringing hope yeah, to everyone. That's great. But Douglas had an idea. Oh. He said we should go to the middle of the Pacific Ocean because there'll be more rain there and there's more chances of us getting rescued. Oh. So there's, I guess, towards the middle of the Pacific Ocean, which Uh I have no verification other than this story, um, it rains more often there. So they would have had fresh water to be able to drink. Um, And... I think they're maybe getting closer to people. I see. Sounds like they were getting further away from people, but he said there was a better chance of them getting rescued. Okay. If they headed that way. So off they went. So they were looking to figure out a way to collect rainwater and be able to stay alive. Because if you have water, you can pretty much stay alive practically forever. So. Okay. I don't know if that's quite true. I don't know either, but sounds convincing. You can live without food for a really long time you can't live without water for a really long time interesting it's like you can live without water for three days or something mm-hmm. i don't know and without food for like three weeks or some shit oh wow okay yeah don't verify that because <laughs> it's probably not true at all okay i won't look it up thank you <laughs> he said life on the boat was tough i bet there were they were up to their knees in seawater so oh, there oh. was water in the raft and they had no place to like get up and be dry for all of them to be dry. They so, couldn't like, I guess they had nothing to like, like put it like, out. Yeah, yeah I'm not water. sure. Cause I was kind of wondering the same thing right. and it just wasn't mentioned. They probably tried to, but it was probably always taking on water. I mean, they're in a little life draft in the middle of the ocean. Right. 
He said they got sores all over their bodies Ugh. from being in the salt water and mm-hmm. things. And so what they would do is there was a dry part that they could lay on. So they would take turns laying on that for an hour wow. to try to get dry. Mm-hmm. And then they'd head back into the water. And then in another hour, they'd have a, another opportunity to try to get dry. Oh, my gosh. So, Essentially, you get dry for a little while, and then you're immediately back in the I water. I hate that feeling of, like, being in clothes and being wet. I don't know. Just, I Yeah, know. just being it's wet all, all the time. time. Yeah. So, they knew uh, in order to survive, they were going to have to start living off the ocean. Okay. So, they tried to kill turtles. Oh! <laughs> it turns out it's extremely difficult. I bet. So they have very sharp claws and so they would get like slashed and oh, things. Wow. But in the end they figured out how to wrestle down a turtle. And I'm sorry. It's okay. So again, here we are talking about eating and drinking animals to stay oh, alive. Oh my gosh. That was last week, Michelle. I know. You're welcome. So they would bleed them. They would cut their jugular and let all the blood drain into a cup of, into a cup. And they would drink that. And what he said it was, it was a little bit salty and hard to get down, but it kept them alive. And uh, the okay. steaks of the turtle, I guess, tasted like steak. And occasionally they would find a turtle with eggs inside <gasps> and they would have Steak and eggs. And it was Wait, like, they could, so they couldn't kick it. It's all raw. This is all raw. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they would also eat the contents of sharks' stomachs. So they'd catch okay. a shark and see what's inside, uh-huh. and uh, they would find whole fish in right. there. I guess, okay. and that tasted like it had been cooked on the grill. Oh. So, hashtag disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, okay. So, and then they ended up making, they took the fat from the turtles uh-huh. and they left it out in the sun and they were able to make like a salve that went on their skins that made oh. them partially waterproof. And so they ended up healing from the sores. Like they wow. stopped getting new swords, sores. Excuse That's me. really smart. Yeah, that is smart. So they rubbed that fat all over their bodies. Oh. So anyway... It, the water, the fat from the turtles made them a little bit waterproof, and they were able to get some relief from the sores. I probably wouldn't figure that out. Yeah, I don't think I would have figured that out Maybe either. I would do some research if I'm going to be living out on the ocean, but... Well, 1971, I mean, you're going to go get your encyclopedia oh, that's from right. the library hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I have them at home because they went door to door and I bought some. That's true. <laughs> Britannica? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, being stuck on this little 10-foot life raft, Uh they argued a lot. I bet. Their lowest moment came when they were 23 days in. were came across a turtle that was particularly angry, mainly, I'm sure, from being almost killed by them with their bare hands. It slashed the rope that held their tanks of water to their raft. Oh, no. And so they had to just watch their water drift away. Oh. Just fucking imagine. No. Oh, my God. I would cry. Wilson. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> no, not Wilson. Wow. Oh. They wanted to drink the, bo- the water that was at the bottom of the boat, but mom was like, no. hell no, yeah. you guys can't do that. She was a nurse. She knew best. Yeah. So uh, there's only one way to 
hydrate yourself with fetid water. Do you know what that is? Pee. No. No. It's how do you... Actually, I read this in a... Do you remember those books? The, like, survival books? Shit. I can't remember the name of them. But they were, like, the craziest survival shit ever. Oh, no. Anyway, they were pretty funny. Um, No. The only way to essentially hydrate yourself safely with shitty water is to give yourself an enema with it. Because then the moisture gets sucked in through your low intestines Uh and you don't have to worry about all the disease and stuff that you can from ingesting it. Interesting. So they essentially had to take turns giving each other water enemas (gasps) to survive because they had no other water. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like the worst, the worst, the worst. That's some bonding right there. Yeah, no shit. So... Some days the sun was the biggest en- uh, enemy. Other days it was the rain. They were either being baked like, yeah. from the sun beating down with on them. And I guess they would chew little pieces of rubber to try to like get saliva going. So it would hopefully ease their thirst a little bit. Oh. I doubt that worked very well. Um, or it was raining and they were getting tossed about in the ocean right. in this big storm. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Yeah. But among the desolation, he learned to treasure every single day. Oh. So when the sun came up and went down every day, it was like he was just happy to be alive for another day. Okay. That's so, good. That's good I know. That, I don't think that would be my reaction at all. I'm just going to jump into the ocean and fucking hope nothing kills me before I drown. <laughs> <laughs> that right. would be my big escape. But So <clears throat> after 38 days of being... Out to sea, so adrift. Okay. Um, his his plan of going towards the middle of the Pacific yeah. paid off. <gasps> so on the horizon, they saw a Japanese troller boat coming slowly towards them, and they started jumping up and down like fucking insane I bet. people. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. So, um, and in 1972, they were rescued. Wow. Ooh. So he said they were adrift for five weeks. But it took them 20 years to get over it. I bet. <laughs> Five weeks is a long time just to be out in the ocean. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I can't so remember. mom and dad divorced after <gasps> they got back Did to they? land. And dad died of cancer oh. in 1992. So I'm assuming skin cancer. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. Um, they didn't bond them closer together. Maybe it's like... She's like, I'm fucking outie. Right. That's probably, she probably blamed him the entire time. Was just <laughs> fucking bitter and upset. Yeah. I feel like that's how I would be. Right. Just, I regret my whole life. I guess. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Oh, Lynn. I think that's her name. Yeah, Lynn. Lynn, yeah. So, uh, people ask him if he holds a grudge towards his dad. And he says he doesn't hold a grudge. Okay. And it was because his dad may have been small. He was 5'5". Five five, but when sharks circled waiting for them to die, he would punch them directly in their face with his bare hands. Wow. He never stopped protecting them. Aww. So I know it's very sweet. He's still taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not 5'5"? Five five? No. Oh, that is sad. I know. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're short as hell. <laughs> I'm mm. average. No. <laughs> Actually, I did think I read that, like, the world average is 5'4", I think, mm-hmm. something like See? that. So that's because go. my family's always trying to tell me I'm short. All right. Uh, so they still, the family, 
still occasionally goes to visit their life raft, their life raft, which is on display in the National Maritime Museum. I'm assuming really? in England, but I didn't. So their look raft it up. is in a museum. Yeah, wow. <laughs> they go to visit it every few years, I guess. That's crazy. That's kind of cool though, but also fucked up. Yeah, you should see the pictures of them like being rescued. Yeah, haggard. I, I mean, just totally one. They're super dark and uh-huh. just tore up all their clothes and they're all super skinny and poor things. That's rough. That is rough. Being just adrift at sea for five weeks. That's terrifying too. Like I said, you don't know what's in the ocean. Like, was it like, is it only like 7% or something like 20% of the ocean has been like discovered? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's very little. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy shit in there and I'm not having any part of it. No. I was reading one because I was reading a whole bunch of like shipwreck and yeah. lost at sea things. And one guy, he had his like laundry with him. And so he was able to build all these like fishnet or, oh. fi- you know, for catching yeah. fish. They were, so he caught like just fish after fish after fish. And it, apparently when they rescued him, no one believed that he had been lost at sea because he looked so great. Really? He looked so healthy and plump that <laughs> there was no way in hell. Wow. In fact, they investigated him to <gasps> see if he was lying or not. Oh my gosh. So. Wow. That's how I want to be lost. Why would you fake that? I know. Why would you? I don't know. Alimony. That's (laughs) That's crazy. So So the Robertson family made it back. I mean, they were fine for a whole year. I don't know what I would do for a whole year out on sea. Well, I I guess they were probably, I'm sure they landed and, Well, like you said, yeah, they went to Jamaica and the Caribbean and they spent some time there and. Chilling, probably making friends with all these new people and. I think they did have um, one other person with them, but they, it was like a deckhand or something, but that person ended up getting off before they went out to, before they left Cape Espinosa. Oh, wow. That person's lucky. (laughs) Well, uh, I liked your beach theme. I like the ocean theme, the fish bowls. It all tied together pretty well. Really, I think what this podcast is teaching me. Yeah. That I'm never going to leave the house. You mean, oh, right. No, exactly. Just in general. Yeah. Just fuck cruises. Fuck jogging. (laughs) (laughs) I've said that for years, though. (laughs) If you like this episode, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now. And if you have a survival story of your own or know one that you'd like us to cover, email us at I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now at gmail.com. And we even have a website now, which is I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now.com. So we're covering all our basics. Nailed it. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. I love nerds.